Will, let's begin with all the offseason. There's stuff going on off the field, on the field, preseason week two, getting ready to roll. But Jalen Ramsey of the Jacksonville Jaguars might have a future career in pro wrestling. This guy shooting <laughs> off his mouth better than Ric Flair. He's calling quarterbacks trash, garbage. They're out. What do you make of all this? Is this is he biting off a bit more too much than he can chew here? I think this is fantastic for not just football, but for sports. <laughs> you need a player like him, like a Draymond Green, yeah. people that you love to hate who are engaging. And what's been so funny about this is the reaction from around the league. Eli Manning was asked about it. He said no comment. Then he said, who? Matthew Stafford's wife then went after GQ and said, there's nothing GQ about Jalen Ramsey. Why are you going to waste your time in space? And then GQ clapped back. And then Leonard Fournette tweeted out, hey, Jalen Ramsey, am I considered trash? So I think it has been so funny to me, and remember, throughout the history of the league, we've seen trash talkers before, in the late 70s, before the Super Bowl, between the Cowboys and the Steelers, there was a Cowboys player named Hollywood Henderson, who said that Terry Bradshaw could not spell cat, even if he was spotted, the C and the A. So, I love it. I am here for it. Give me more Jalen Ramsey, please. <laughs> more Jalen Ramsey. If when your players' wives coming after you, you know you've hit a nerve. So that's that's yeah. perfect fodder. I love it, man. Absolutely. Uh, so well, let's look then at the Jaguars as a team here, and of course made the playoffs sure. for the first time in a long time last year. But yep. little, little asterisks going into this year. You were without Deshaun Watson on Houston and JJ Watt, and there was no Andrew Luck. Both of those guys are now back also with a revamped Tennessee Titans offense. That whole AFC South, if everyone's healthy, is going to be a dogfight. How do you think the Jags go this year? Are they due for maybe a regression? You know, I actually do think at the end of the day, they are going to end up at the top of the division, and here's why. They still have a championship caliber team in terms of their defense. I mean, top-notch with playmakers on the boundaries. We know the ability of Jalen Ramsey, Miles Jack, and A.J. Boyer. Then up front, you got Calais Campbell, Malik Jackson. So these guys are legit. And they've got a great running game, Leonard Fournette. I think you're going to see them ground and pound. I think a lot of people want to see Jacksonville be in shootouts and score 30, 40 points, but they don't have to. Not when they have an elite defense like they do. And I think that Blake Bortles, obviously, it all revolves around him, and he's going to need to step up even more. But as we saw last season, he was able to limit those turnovers. That was huge. And with him throwing the ball, he had issues with his accuracy. We now know he was dealing with a wrist injury. So he's healthier. The reports that a camp is that he's been more accurate. Granted, this is training camp. We'll see yeah. if it translates into a game. But he's going to need to step up his game. But to your point, the division's going to be tough because health is going to be key, especially for the Texans. When you look at what they brought back with Merciless, with J.J. Watt, as you mentioned, also, all oh, by the way, Deshaun Watson's now healthy. You've got Tyron Matthew. So they have all the makings, and I see them being in the mix along with the Titans. I just don't know if the Colts have enough talent around Andrew Luck, even if he's healthy and ready to go week one. In conversation with Will Selva from NFL Network. Good morning, football on Twitter, at Will Selva TV. 
So let's go to the rookie quarterbacks here, Will. And, man, this sure. is coming out of the draft. Yeah, Baker Mayfield first overall, Sam Darnold after that, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. But each of these quarterbacks is in a different situation. And it's crazy to say that two previous quarterback wastelands where they would go to die with the Jets and the Browns actually have right. pretty good-looking spots for quarterbacks. Out of the, out of the core group, who, and you can throw in Lamar Jackson if you like too, but which rookie quarterback sure. do you think is in the best situation? Do you think anyone is going to be a day-one starter? I, I think right now, at this very point in time, I think Sam Darnold is going to be the one that emerges just based on everything that we've heard through training camp, that they are enamored with this guy. The poise, the way that nothing rattles him, he's picked up the offense extremely well. Uh, he actually took 10 of the 12 first-team reps, so that meant that Teddy Bridgewater and McCown both had to split those reps that they had. So they really like what they have with him, his presence in the pocket, and we saw what he did in the preseason opener. I think he has the inside track to be starting day one, but I think not too far behind. May end up being Josh Allen as well. The guy showed that he has a strong arm, but his issue that's going to hold him back is going to be the decision-making, obviously, which is yeah. key, and the accuracy as well. So I think he'd be the next in line. But also with Lamar Jackson, he's going to be a backup. Josh Rosen's going to be a backup. But Lamar Jackson, they are going to figure out a way to utilize him. I mean, this guy could be the best uh, running quarterback we've seen since Michael Vick. He, he possesses that kind of electric talent that you can't ignore and you can't leave on the bench. Do I think he's going to supplant Flacco? No, but he's definitely going to be in the mix. But in my opinion, I think Darnold won, and then Josh Allen would be second out of those, out of those quarterbacks. And this is the most celebrated quarterback class since probably 2012. Yeah. So I can't wait to see these guys in action do their thing. And when you look at the situations that Baker Mayfield and uh, Sam Darnold are in from a support group within the quarterback room, I don't think you could ask for any better situation because for Darnold, as you said, there's Josh McCown there who's pretty much a player coach at this point. He said he wants mm -hmm. to be a coach. Great guy, knows his role. There's not going to be uh, any sort of issue with him. And then with the Browns, you have – uh, Tyrod Taylor, which I believe is now pronounced Tarod. He on on uh, he, right. he he corrected everyone right. after like eight years in the league. Uh, you got him starting, so there's not a rush to push Baker. Then you got Drew Stanton in that Josh McCowan type of role as a mentor. I think sometimes, well, that gets overlooked to have a true kind of like player coach in that quarterback room. It uh, it helps. No, absolutely, and that's how these guys develop because they're going to make mistakes. I mean, when we saw Baker Mayfield out there. I mean, he looked electric, he yeah. made the throws, he was accurate, and those are the kinds of things that we expected from him coming out of Oklahoma. But to have a guy like Taylor and Stanton that taken him under his wing, and even now Hugh Jackson, you, you saw him on Hard Knocks saying, okay, you've got to come in a little bit early. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do to make yourself better? And then you have a player like a Jarvis Landry, who you saw gave that stirring speech oh. in the wide receiver's room. So you have guys like that, veterans, that want to change the culture there in Cleveland, so that helps out. Then in New York, you do have those guys like, like McCown, who's lasted for a reason. Yes, he's been a solid backup, but people like being around the guy because they know that he brings that kind of leadership. So I think for, for Darnold and for Mayfield, to your point, you hit it right on the head. 
these are great situations for these guys. In conversation with Will Selva from the NFL Network and Good Morning Football. Okay, well, is this going to be the year that somebody can roadblock the Patriots to the Super Bowl? To me, when you look at it, the most there's a lot of ifs and a lot of possibilities, but the Steelers are right there, and they seem to be like if they don't yeah. if they don't get over that hump this year, this could fall apart because there's been a lot of infighting there. Oh, absolutely. Well, here's the thing: they have been a perpetual tease for several years now. Yeah. They've always been in that mix. It's been nine years since they've won it all. So there's that pressure. There's also the pressure here with the window that we're looking at with Ben Roethlisberger and with Le'Veon Bell Mm -hmm. because his agent came out and said this is going to be his final season in Pittsburgh. Remains to be seen if that's just hyperbole. So if you have those two guys looking at the window shortening up and then James Harrison comes out and says, he doesn't know about the, the discipline and, and Mike Tomlin, as we saw last year in the playoffs, made a couple of head-scratching moves. So they're under the most pressure, and it, it, literally the, the Patriots for them are their, their boogeyman, mm-hmm. and they have to get over it. And this, is, this would be the time with the urgency for them to do it. Another team that I think could be out there that is lurking out here out west are the L.A. Chargers. They've got a lot of talent. I think for them, they've been snake-bitten by injuries. But you look at they got Bosa, they got Ingram, they got Gordon at running back, they got a steady, reliable future Hall of Famer in Phillip Rivers. You know, Keenan Allen, he's always determined to show everybody he should be more in line with all the elite wide receivers in the league. So I think they could be in the mix as well. Then over in the NFC, you can't discount the Vikings or the Eagles, the defending Super Bowl champs. So there are the teams that are out there, but it's just every year the Patriots find a way, and if somehow a guy like Julian Edelman's down, they find somebody else to step up year in and year out. And even now with their wide, uh, with their wide receiver situation being thin, they'll figure out a way to plug in somebody and make them better. Yeah, and who so, you've never heard of before. Like Chris Hogan coming out of Buffalo was uh, just a guy, right? Right, right. But he was uh, – you know, was, was productive there, but, but the fact that he then is elevated and mm-hmm. is just the kind of receiver that the Patriots like to have. And, you know, they brought in Malcolm Mitchell, and that didn't work out for them. And so they, they just always seem to be in a mix, mixing and matching with veterans that they just plug and they play in there. So I think those are the teams that are out there that that could be in waiting, but it's, again, trying to get over Brady and Belichick. Uh. For the for the the Steelers is just no easy task. No, not at all. Well, week two of the preseason starts up tonight with three games, and then it continues into Friday. Well, thank you so much. Always enjoy watching you on Good Morning Football on NFL Network. Thanks for the time. Hey, absolutely. Long overdue. Let's do it soon. <laughs>